Good evening, everybody. It's Michael D. Bringing it to you again. Hey, we got a different topic for you tonight. The rating of President Trump's Mar-a-Logo home. I hope I said that right. And uh, we've got Scott sitting in today. Scott, what do you think the sole purpose behind rating President Trump's home was? Well, they did it under the guise of looking for classified documents, supposedly, because when he when he left office, supposedly, which I don't believe he ever left office, but that's a whole other story. But when he left the White House, he took 15 boxes of documents, and every president's always taking documents. He's got a, a classified clearance. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But there were certain things that he was asked to return. And... So he reached all those, and you know the um, archives. If they wanted certain things, he gave them. You know, fifteen boxes he gave back to them. So there's no. This is totally a political stunt, if you ask me. This is something that, if they really are looking for something, they didn't find it because they even broke into a safe and it was empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. It should give. So the, this is a terrible, terrible the, overreach. Did the. FBI make a jackass out of yourself or what? Yeah, they did it again. I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time, but I will say this. I will say that they just don't want him to run for the remainder of his term a second time around. No. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they did it. Because if Trump runs, he's going to be a shoe in. Yeah. He did more for this country than any other president that has ran yet. That's right. Now, maybe the people didn't like the way he spoke, but they have to understand that he's a businessman and he's used to speaking harshly sometimes in meetings. That's just the way he is. Okay? Don't fault the man for that. But, uh, you know... You got to put up with what you got to put up with. The man gets the job done without fail. That's right. Yeah. You may not like his personality and all that. And he said things on Twitter that I'm sure, you know, people were like, oh, look at that. You know, like he shouldn't have said that or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I mean, he spoke his mind, you know. And, you know, he wasn't politically correct. I mean, he's not a politician. You know, it's like he just does things his own way. And, you know, he, he may not be, you know, the kind of person that want to invite over for dinner or something if he wasn't president or whatever. But when it comes to being president, I mean, he really had the country's best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And the Christian, you know, putting Christians first. And, I mean, we can say Merry Christmas again, you know, where mm-hmm. before it was like, oh, we can't talk about that. Don't talk about Christmas, you know. Yes, but you, I mean, you remember, though, um, you remember those Scott. Um, during the debates, okay, President Trump actually said, I'm not a politician. I know nothing about it. I'm a businessman, but I will turn this country around. He yeah. said he'd turn it around. He did start turning things around. I guess he was making sure too, much, had too much headway. They didn't like it. You know? Yeah. In the White House, I guess they didn't like it, so... You know, they tried to discredit him where they could. You know, yeah. 
uh, not like the one we have now who has an open door policy um, for everybody across the borders, you know? Well, that's not fair to the American taxpayer. Why would the American taxpayer say, oh, that's fine. We'll pay more taxes so you can come over the border. You know, that's just wrong. You know, they come Mm -hmm. over, they'll come over, they'll get on social security, they'll get on the food stamp system also. Okay. And uh, Joe, the taxpayer is paying for them to be on the food stamps. Okay. And, And and social security systems or, or SSI, as you want to call it that, you know, and every yeah. working step out there or non-working step, okay, is paying for all the people who come over the borders. You know, that's just terribly wrong. I think that Donald Trump's wall should have been accomplished. There have been no shortage. Yeah. And they should have gave him as much money as he needed to build that wall. Yeah. Scott, over to you. Well, then you have real refugees that, you know, come from a country like um, Cuba or um, Honduras or whatever they came from, they came in on a boat. And what do they do? They arrest them and they'll send them back, but they won't send the legal people that are here illegally. They'll let them come in. I mean, it's like, makes no sense whatsoever. It's just uh, unbelievable. Well, Scott, on one hand, I I met a lot of, of good Cuban people, okay? I know a lot of good Cuban people, and I can't fault them for wanting to get the hell out of uh, uh, Cuba away from a dictator, you know? I can't blame them on that part of it, you know? But Mexico has no dictator. No, they have a president. Still what? Mexico don't have a dictator. They have a president. Right. But do just say, I'm going to cross the border and I'm going to start collecting. It's totally wrong to do. Now, what they're doing is emboldening the, the cartel. I mean, nobody can cross the border unless they have, like, the permission of the cartel. It's like, you know, they have, they wear these colored bands on their wrists. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ted Cruz went down there, and he literally talked to people. He found out all this stuff. And, I mean, they're just making money for the cartels. I mean, making a fortune for the cartels. Oh, yeah. And drug, now, not to mention the drugs, of course. I mean, brother, it's terrible. It's just, it's just really terrible. And then, you know, midnight flights or two-in-the-morning flights all over the country, putting these people all everywhere in the country, you know? Right, exactly. They could be doing that, but most of them, they end up God knows where. Yeah. But it's in our country, and we got to foot the bill. That's still wrong. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not picking on anybody that's Mexican or anything like this. Don't get me wrong about that. Okay, I think everybody should be treated equal, but if you go through the legal process and do it, okay? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with legal immigration. That's perfectly fine. I mean, you know, come on over. We, you know, that's what we're here for. That's what our country was founded on is a, a place, you know, a melting pot for the world, you know, a place of opportunity and all. But just what, what's happened is just not right, you know? And you know what? 
Mike, going back to the Miralaga and you know Trump's raid, did you know that the judge that signed that warrant, if this is on a conflict of interest, is one that worked with Jeffrey Epstein's people and donated to Barack Obama and all that? Mm-hmm. It's like the guy. It's obviously a political, you know, just a because if they even if they wrongfully convict Trump of something he didn't even do, but if he has a conviction and he can't run for president, so they could literally. You know, you see it on TV all the time where, you know, things get staged and things get, you know, people get framed and all that. And Trump is literally um, trying to get a restraining order against what was seized to preserve the evidence because whatever he, he knows what's in those papers. And mm-hmm. he's trying, trying to keep from losing whatever's in those papers because he doesn't know what they're going to do with it, you know? Of course, of course. Now, don't forget that, you know, he, he um, uh, that judge... Uh, he signed, not only did he sign off on, but he, he um, donated thousands of dollars to Obama's campaign. Okay. So, I mean, that should tell the people something. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and this judge worked as, you know, with the convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, with, and he received immunity and uh, this long running, you know, sex trafficking investigation and, Sources tell of the Post that this judge, Bruce Reinhardt, approved the warrant that enabled federal agents to converge on, you know, Miralaga unannounced raid in the middle of the night. And this Reinhardt was elevated to magistrate judge on March 2018 after 10 years in private practice. And that November, the Miami Herald reported that he represented several of Epstein's employees, including by Reinhardt's own admission to the outlet, Epstein's pilots, his um, scheduler Sarah Kellen and Nadia Markinkova, who Epstein once reportedly described as a Yugoslavian sex slave. I hate to even say that over the podcast, but I mean that's how crooked this judge is. And how, why isn't he, why can't judges get kicked out of being judges? They need to be turned into the bar association or something. No one has the nerve to stand up to them. Yeah. No lawyer's got the the nerve to stand up to. A judge. That's where they put their tail between their legs. Yeah. You know. So, but that that warrant was just another ploy. That's in our opinion. It's just another ploy to get Donald Trump uh, on the bad side of the people, probably. So, so he wouldn't be reelected. If he decides to run in 24. Yeah. He hasn't an- officially announced it yet, but they were saying he's probably going to wait till September or something like that. Or they thought maybe you'd wait until the midterms, but, um, you know, all they have to do is get some kind of a conviction on them. And they're just reaching for straws. And this is such, you know, President Trump put it, it's, you know, it's totally overreach by the Justice Department. And, this this is just so ridiculous. Never in my life, and I'm supposed to Mike, has anything like this ever happened to a president of the United States? I mean, it just shows how corrupt you really are. Yeah, we're just like these third world countries now. Yeah, but see, what the part I don't get is, I said that um, my report says the FBI seized about four dozen boxes in a raid on Trump's home. Okay. That was said by lawyers, okay? Now, didn't 
President Trump return about 15 boxes? Yeah. So how could they seize a dozen boxes if he returned 15 boxes? Well, I don't know. Maybe a broken calculator. Yeah. I just think they're kicking up dirt and trying to, you know, yeah. give them a black eye, so to speak. The whole purpose of this is to try to prevent him from running in 2024. But you know what? That everything that Donald Trump has tried to do, as usual, it ends up backfiring on him, and it ends up having the complete opposite effect. I mean, they're going to totally lose the House and the Senate this upcoming election because. The American people are sick of what they're seeing going on in this country. And they want things to be done. And the only thing they know to do is to take the power away from them. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. They need to vote and, and, you know, people are, people are getting elected now and, and, you know, for positions that are beating out incumbents and stuff, which is great. You know, we need to get those people that have been in there forever out of there and get fresh blood in, in the government, people that care about this country, you know, do something right, you know. If I remember this... Uh... This report, right? I believe that uh, President Biden has signed a bill to donate another fifty-four million dollars to Ukraine. Oh, brother! That's all we need. I told you they're gonna milk us dry. That's what... Yeah. So is it just money this time, or is it more weapons? It's just what? money this time. That's what I understand. Uh -huh. No, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll admit it. So, uh, the last the last bit of money uh, was two hundred million dollars. Uh, the president of Ukraine did not ask for that money. His wife did. How can you be a president of a country supposed to lead, lead all these people when you have your wife doing all the work for you? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, man. It's, that galled my ass when that happens like that. And our fearless leader, he doesn't have the audacity to say, no, you've had enough money. Yeah. You know what um, Putin is also doing? Um, he's promising freedom and riches to, to convicts, people that were locked up, right? Uh -huh. Instead of being in a jail cell, if they want to go fight in the war, if they want to take on the gamble, he can't find anybody to fight. <laughs> so he's letting people out of prison, and if um, they survive, they can go free. <laughs> he's just giving them a death sentence, that's all it is. I know. I, I think the most horrible story we've ever reported on was the one we reported on last time, where the Russians are kidnapping Ukrainians. They're either tricking them or kidnapping them by force. Mm -hmm. And that huge number of, that, that have been taken, I mean, that needs to be investigated and something needs to be done. I mean, this guy's got to be stopped. That is, there's so many horrors of war going on. It's just, uh -huh. it's just terrible. That's true. It's very true. Nobody's ever done that before. I mean, he wanted Ukraine, so he, he can't take it over, so he takes the people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. 
exactly. like 1.2 million have been kidnapped so far. I mean, since the war started, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And then turning them back to fight against their own people, it's like, I, I can't even, this guy's like off the, off the rails to me. Well, they know, they know probably if they turn them down, that they'll probably get shot. Yeah. You know. And no, none of them want to get shot. So that being said, what can I say? No. So CNN has spoken to inmates caught up in Russia's newest recruitment scheme, along with their relatives and friends. And activists believe hundreds have been approached in dozens of prisons across Russia, from mm -hmm. murderers, from murderers to drug offenders. Some have even been taken from the prison where high-profile American jailed in Russia, Paul Whelan, is held. His brother David said in a statement in July that he had heard 10 volunteers had left IK-17 in Moldova, 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 for the front lines of Ukraine. Ugh. Oh, well. Yeah. What can you say, my boy? I didn't even know anything about it. I'm sorry. What can you say? You can't say nothing about it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, they're not soldiers, they're they're prisoners. They don't know how to fight a war. No, Let's they don't. Just take them out there like gun and go shoot somebody. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, straight up, I'll tell you what, it's not gonna be much longer before um than before um Biden gets impeached. I'm sure about it. Yeah, I would hope they once uh Republicans get the House, and Pelosi couldn't be, become president because she won't be third in power anymore. The, God, the Republicans will vote who they want to be the Speaker of the House. And mm -hmm. the guy that's the runner right now, that um, he's filing an investigation over this mirror lager raid right now. Both him, both the uh, leader in the House and the Senate have vouched for that. So. This isn't going to be the end of this. We're, we're going to hear more about this. This this political oh, oh, stunt, yeah. this overreach is too much, you know? Oh, this is like big time overkill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't folks, believe this is the country we live in right now, but... Go ahead. Anyway, <laughs> that's all. Well, folks, it's that time again. Well, we got to wrap it up for tonight. I want to thank you, Scott, for being on again. You're welcome. And uh, all you folks out there for listening in. Remember, Trump's our man. Okay? And I want to say, until next podcast, eat the power foods, stay in good health. And may God bless you and yours. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody, and keep praying because prayer is what moves the hand of God, and we need God in all these situations around the world, um, from China and Taiwan to Russia and Ukraine to here at home, and we sure need help here. So God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.